everybody, my name is Trisha, and I listen to doo-wop, hit songs, a little bit of K-pop, and any other songs that my friends recommend to me, really. Okay, David here. For six years of my life, I was convinced that I would become a meteorologist. And this is Conversations with Bright Ideas. Cool. Conversations with Bright Ideas. So, as a generation, as Gen Zers, I've always thought about our attention spans and how they've grown from being quite considerable and patient to wanting things now and immediately. Mm -hmm. And obviously it's influenced a lot by the technology that we were brought up with and that's continually exponentially um, improving. I think our generation has the worst attention span ever. Yeah, I agree. I mean, when was the last time that any of us properly sat down to read a book i know we have audible as like audiobooks we've got youtube we've got netflix so there's so many other alternatives that you can do rather than just reading a book but personally i've tried to make it a point this year to restart my habit of reading Mm -hmm. my goal is to read at least six books this year i know it's a small number but it's just a good way, I think, to increase my attention span and not. What was down. your average amount of books that you read in the past? So, as a child, I used I was a freaking bookworm, dude. I used to read everything that I could get my hands on, and then obviously when I was a teenager, it sort of reduced. When I got into college, I just didn't have the time mm-hmm. to read. Not that I didn't have the time, I just didn't find the appeal. So I'm trying to reignite that. And that's where social media came into the picture, and. Everything became very fast-paced, I guess. Mm -hmm, You're right, yeah. As a teenager, you're like so caught up with so many other things, Mm -hmm. social media being one of them. And being a teenager in this generation, it's more so, you know. Yeah, but on your ambition to read about six books a year, I actually set that mentally in my head as well. So I thought I'd start rereading a lot of the books that I used to enjoy as like a teenager. And uh, a stack of George Orwell books are like right next to my bed. That's kind of what I've been binging on. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It's so contrasting picking up a book at like 10 o'clock in the night and reading it like a hard copy book in your hand instead of being on your phone and watching an episode of The Office. It's so different and it actually takes quite a bit of effort and discipline to be able to do that, Mm -hmm. which is strange. Yeah, I totally agree. It's like I have to force myself to pick up the book and consume the information because obviously you're using mainly one sense, which is your sight. Um, whereas when you have something like YouTube or a TV show or whatever, you're getting occupied by two senses, which is your hearing and your sight. You don't have to put effort into watching a video. You don't have to process anything. Whereas when you read a book, you need to calm down. You need to stop your mind from running too fast, but you also need to consciously absorb the information that's given, that's been written. And speaking of books, I read a nonfiction book. For the first time in my life. You're kidding. No. You just said you were like a massive bookworm back Yeah, in but it was team. fiction. I would read a lot of stories oh, and okay. the usual like dystopian books and things like that, you know? Like I would read that, but I would never read a nonfiction book unless it was for studies. Yeah, but I actively read that and I was so proud when I finished it because it took a long time. It was like 200 pages only. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. But I took a good two months to finish it just because... Obviously, I'm busy, but whenever I would have leisure time, I would rather spend it on my phone. I could spend four hours on my phone easily, hands down, not doing anything. And that's probably the average amount of time that everyone spends on their phone either way. I mean, whether it be anything at all, you know, whether it be on your social media, on YouTube, watching a movie, everything is on that little device, right? Mm -hmm. TikTok is a big one. TikTok is massive, yeah. Mm -hmm. And have you noticed, I mean, 
I don't know how much TikTok you watch. I know you're not big in on it, no, but not really. I actually enjoy TikTok. Um, I love the short content that it provides. It's quick. It's funny. Um, obviously, depending on the type of media that you do consume, the algorithm chooses and gives you content that's based on your likings. So I like a lot of comedy things. So my feed is like that. But I can spend at least two hours watching compilation TikToks on YouTube and I don't feel guilty about it. In comparison to watching one movie. Yeah. And that's so crazy. I've never had that before. I could watch a movie, you know, hands down, no interruptions, like just watch it continuously. But now, I think I've told this to you before, I'd rather spend two hours on YouTube and watch like 50 videos than spend two hours watching one movie. And I know that's a sad thing to say, and that's such a Gen Z thing to say, I think. I mean, but I guess in the sense of time is money, then you get more bang for your buck. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But obviously, that kind of leads to a very prevailing problem, right? In terms of the attention span that the youth is currently going through, not just the youth. I mean, we're talking about everyone in the sense, right? Everyone wants things at a rapid pace. Everyone wants things at this very instant, even instant ramen. I mean, it wasn't instant 10 years ago. It was five minute noodles. Now it's instant. Yeah. Everything has to be done immediately. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that speaks a lot about humanity in that sense, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, it's normal to think about it negatively where, you know, oh, we spend so much time on our phones and, oh, we can't pay attention anymore. But I think it's pretty cool that we have so much information at the tips of our fingers. We just need to type something on Google and within milliseconds, things pop up. Whereas... If we look even just 50 years ago, if I wanted to find out the dates for a certain historical moment in life, I'd have to go to the library. I'd have to request that information from a particular institution just to get that information. You'd have to take the effort to be able to scout whatever book that you do. And, exactly. And it takes effort to be able to run through pages and mm -hmm. run through chapters looking for that one date. But now you can just get that sort of information just right on your fingertips and yep. obviously that's a good thing but i think there are cons to this as well of course you hear it from parents all the time you hear it from older people but the thing is they use it too so <laughs> exactly it's so hypocritical <laughs> but like i i appreciate the technology i appreciate the content that we have because the entertainment business that we have today is like no other generation mm -hmm. in history which is pretty cool but also, like you said, there are cons to it because people can become famous literally for no reason. That's probably not a con, though. I mean, that, that could be a good thing. It's good for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good for them. No doubt. Attention. I think that's what we should definitely get into. Yes. How the attention span of a human has exponentially decreased to what it is today. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it. So let's say from the 1800s, we probably had newspapers, obviously, right? And that was the only source of information that people had. More or less, if not word of mouth. Exactly. And that was the literal only way people could get information. Obviously, there were telegrams. Um, so people would have to wait to get information. Yeah. And then we come into the 1900s, we get the radio, and people can get information. But it's still not as fast as you want it to be. And it's important information yeah. you know announcements news until they started airing like radio shows right i mean that was entertainment people would listen to stories being played on the radio yeah. and it was just 
auditory. That's true. And that blows my mind. I mean, I guess we have a similar thing with uh, audiobooks. With podcasts as well. With podcasts. Yeah, but it's just different. And plus, they had no other medium of entertainment. And think about how it affects their imagination in the sense, right? Because everything is played out in their heads. Mm-hmm. There's no visual rendering of anything at all. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's emitted is this sound or these sound effects that are played back and I think that's brilliant, right? It's I mean, awesome. And then we move on to the the 30s, you know, where we have cinema that comes in, silent movies. Again, but it's only engaging one sense mm-hmm. because it's silent. Yeah. So you're only looking at the movie playing out. Um, so it was always like boxed, you know? We have radio shows, which, are, which tend uh, to your auditory wants. And then we have silent movies, which entertain your eyes mm-hmm. and, and it gives you kind of sense. It was but, basically splitting the difference. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then... The beauty of cinema evolved into movies with sound. (laughs) And then it became movies with color. And then we got the internet. And it's just been riding uphill from there, I guess. And our sense of attention has gone from, you know, I can wait a couple of months for this letter to arrive. Now it's like, when is this person going to send me this message? Or I can watch a three-hour movie. Now I need to watch six-second TikToks. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and you think, right, like two years ago, you think, how much further can this go? But mm-hmm. like with TikTok that came into the picture, you realize people have absolutely no patience anymore. That's just the way it is. And I think Vine was one of the one of the apps that kind of instilled that. Vine was basically the pioneer of getting short content out into the air. And uh, people basically, consume that. Mm-hmm, but the reason they didn't succeed is because they couldn't do what TikTok could do, which is essentially make money out of it generate revenue and that's all tiktok is right which is brilliant taking over the world one content creator at a time but even in the sense of attention let's talk about it in a study aspect because i think that's interesting what people like when i talk to my mom about how she used to study she used to tell me that she had to go to the library read through books find the certain books that kind of associate with her learning and then just pick out whatever, you know, and, and that way it would be correct because she put in the effort. Whereas now, the way we put in effort um, when I was studying, I could literally skim through hundreds of research papers, use control F, find the keyword that I want, and I don't need to pay attention to the rest of the words that have been written. And obviously, like, once I find that keyword, I would probably read through a little bit of the research paper but how much has our interest kind of dived down i think you know it's like it's and i think that's applicable to anything right even work you know when people send out long mails people do not read every word at a time you know it's not a letter sent out in the 1800s people just want to know what it is they need twitter updates and that's all there is to it that's why like every conversation now is basically an elevator pitch which is sad i mean you have two minutes to be able to catch your attention or else you're completely out. I, I can't tell whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. I guess everything has its pros and cons in this case. Yeah. Also, speaking about content, I mean, content keeps increasing at an exponential rate. It's like when I was a teenager, I would have all these TV shows that were in my list of things that I had to watch. And you think about it, right? Teenagers 10 years from now would have so much so more much. on their list because of all that content that keeps brewing up and that keeps airing. Mm-hmm. And you look at Netflix and there's just an, a reflux of content. And it, it's imperative that you keep yourself up to date by watching pop culture items like Friends, right? Everyone has to watch Friends. But now you have Brooklyn Nine-Nine that's coming to the picture. You have The Office that obviously has come to the picture. You might have to watch something like Seinfeld just to be able to stay up to date. But this sort of content just keeps increasing 
And it's going to keep increasing so much more during the next decade Mm -hmm. that teenagers in the next 20 years, 10 years, they're not going to have time for their own lives. They're just going to have to be sitting behind their screens trying to fill in the gaps of whatever void they have in their lives. Mm -hmm. And the funny part is that it will never get destroyed. So it's not like a letter or something that can get decayed over time. This is stored information. That's true. It's not dispensable. It's just always there. It's mm-hmm. centralized in the internet. It's it's just <laughs> floating in the cloud. Exactly. And if I want to pull it down, I can pull up a TV show from the 1990s. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Whereas you can't do that for things that were prior to 1920s, you know? I mean, you can, but it would take a lot of effort. But yeah, and I wanted to also mention, in contrast to something like TikTok, where we have rapid content um, It's like a minute long being pumped out every day. Literally, I'm pretty sure a million TikToks would have been published today. We have something like Twitch, which is the complete opposite. It is content creation again, but it's long and you can watch someone play a game for like six hours. You know what I mean? And they will be online. And so in that case, so people who enjoy stuff like that, they have an increased attention span to some extent Mm -hmm. because they are being entertained by one person or a group of people doing the same thing for so long, which is very interesting. I just thought it's... I feel it has to be something fast-paced, right? Like if it's a game... It's fast. It's it's happening, you know? That's what I mean. So it's there's so many things that they're engaging you with they're engaging mm-hmm. you with their conversation they're engaging you with their gameplay they're engaging you with the the activities they put up the polls that they put up and there are people behind the scenes reading comments to them and it's just so fast-paced but at the same time it's also a slow version of content creation i think because you have to invest so much time mm-hmm. into streaming and so much material that you have that has to go through and equipment and things like that it's just Pretty I feel cool. like streams like that, they're all about the commentary, though. Yeah. Right. I mean, watching someone play a game is entertaining in itself, but when the commentary comes into the picture, I think that just makes it wholesome, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I totally, totally agree with that. So it all just makes me wonder, like, where the future of our attention spans go mm-hmm. from having things at the tips of our fingers. Maybe in the future, we'll just have things lodged into our brain that just gives us information as we think of it. You know? Either that or I feel we might go into some sort of primitive stance where everything just tones itself down. Everyone comes back into the reality of things. Everyone out. has a desire to, like, go back. Exactly. So, like, everyone comes back into a reality where everything's a lot more slow paced. You know, people start selling commodities instead of cryptos. Things of tangible value would actually start meaning something. People would grow their own food. I think that's how things probably end up playing in the next 50 years. It'll be like a industrial de-revolution. You know? That sounds cool. Like a technology step back. Or I think it would just plateau for a bit. Fair enough, yeah. And people will just remain like this for a couple of years. But like in a world of AI, AR, digital banking, cryptocurrencies, everything being digitized, I feel that people are going to come to a realization where we need to step back. Mm -hmm. I mean, hey, only time will tell, I guess. Yeah. And it's not as clear as black and white. It's not, there's so many different possibilities that could happen. I mean, an apocalypse could just hit any day. (laughs) I don't know. That could change everything, right? I mean, we could go to space and decide that's great (laughs) and go there. I mean, no one saw the pandemic coming, so... Exactly. So you can plan all you want, but never know. Yeah. Here's the thing about social media, right? Everything that you do, every step you take, every movement you make, everything you plan on accomplishing, every ambition that you set your mind to do, you need it broadcasted. And that's just the way of the world now, right? Everyone has to snap everything that they do. Yeah, I get what you mean. Like, as much as our attention span has 
decreased um i can fairly say obviously it's not it's not a generalization um but as much as it has decreased i'd like to say uh our craving for attention has increased like you said we need those likes we need those comments when we post something on instagram you think twice um when you make a caption you go through 50 of them before you choose the perfect one Basically, everything that we do now is broadcasted or it just has to be broadcasted, whether we're in perfect health or whether we're on a vacation or, you know, whether we're with friends or even if we're sick. That's something that needs to be broadcasted in the world. And can you imagine, I mean, getting sick in 2020 was scary. It's obviously calmed down a lot more now, but I think that's a conversation we can have in another podcast. For sure. For sure.